Welcome to episode three of the Mutation Station. I am pretty excited about this episode because I have another mutant as a guest, yay, as we're featuring polydactyly, which is extra digits on hands and feet. But before I go on, lols, I seem to be starting every episode with this statement, but before I go on, I want your thoughts on the intro music. We wanted something cheesy and futuristic and mutant-like, so we went with laser music from the 70s, but... That's only because both my husband and son vetoed the little ditty I originally composed for my intro. It was a little three-line shanty that went something like this. Oh, you should listen to my podcast because it is really good. It's the best. And I envisioned singing it alongside a tin whistle. So let me know what you think, lasers or shanty. If shanty wins, I would totally use it from now on. And I know what you're thinking. No, that wasn't Rihanna singing that. That was me. But cheers for the compliment anyway. Now, what do we know about polydactyly? It's a condition characterized by the presence of more than the usual number of fingers or toes on a person's hands or feet. So instead of the typical five digits on a hand or a foot, individuals with polydactyly may have six or more. It can occur in both both hands or both feet or just one of them. Polydactyly can also manifest as a fully formed extra digit, uh, totally functional with bones, joints and muscles, or it may be a small non-functional digit. And in some cases, the extra digit may be removed surgically for functional or cosmetic reasons. And my fellow mutant will be discussing this in the interview. But did you know about ghost digits? That's where the brain continues to send messages to the nerve endings at the point of amputation, creating a feeling of still having the digit there, even though it's been removed. So we also discussed that in the interview. There are, however, distinct advantages to keeping the extra digits, especially if they're functioning. They have been shown to have superior fine motor skills in activities that require precise manual dexterity, such as playing certain musical instruments. Um, Having extra fingers may potentially provide an increased range of finger movements, enabling individuals to develop unique techniques or play complex arrangements, especially on tin whistles. Or they also provide superior grip and balance in sports like rock climbing or gymnastics where grip strength and balance are crucial. Having an extra finger or toe might provide additional points of contact and improve stability, potentially enhancing performance in certain situations. Both of those advantages seem to have helped some athletes to greatness. Maria Sharapova, she's got six toes on each foot and she calls them her, and I quote, cute little piggies, noting that they've helped with her um, core and her stability on the tennis courts. And Antonio Alfonseca is a former professional baseball pitcher who played in Major League Baseball. He was born with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. And Alfonseca was known for his ability to induce ground balls and his exceptional sinker pitch, which he credits to his six-fingered hands, which allowed him to have a wider grip on the baseball. And then we've got the Chilean Dakar rally driver, Francisco Lopez. Uh, he's, He's competed in the Dakar rally and he was born with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. And he says the extra grip is a distinct advantage in his sport. Then we've got Halle Berry and Oprah Winfrey, and they're rumoured to have had their extra toes removed, while Ritik Roshan is a Bollywood actor known for his exceptional dancing skills. He has an extra thumb on his right hand, and he considers that to be his lucky charm. I like that. Polydactyly is also a sign of royalty. You know, like in the movies where a baby is born and they like pull down the nappy to show the royal birthmark, usually like a clover or something. Well, polydactyly has a similar theme because so many royals, mainly kings, had extra digits. And we'll start with Emperor Claudius of Rome, who ruled from 41 to 54 AD. 
He had an extra finger on each hand and what other sources suggest he also had an extra toe. King Henry VI of England reigned from 1422 to 1461 and then again from 1470 to 1471. He had an extra finger on his right hand. King Charles VIII of France reigned from 1483 to 1498. He had an extra finger on his right hand, which he took great care to hide during public appearances. Silly Charles. While King George IV of the United Kingdom reigned from 1820 to 1830, he had a small extra finger on his left hand, which he often tried to conceal in portraits. Again, silly George. Polydactyly is also featured in some famous artworks. I love art. Um, The Hands of St. Sebastian by Andrea Mantegna. This painting from the 15th century portrays the hands of St. Sebastian, a Christian martyr, depicted with six fingers on each hand. Then The Annunciation by Carlo Crivelli, created in the late 15th century. This painting depicts the biblical scene of the Annunciation where the angel Gabriel announces to the Virgin Mary that she's going to conceive Jesus. Um, Gabriel is portrayed with an extra finger on each hand. And while all art is subjective, it is believed that polydactyly is shrouded with symbolism. Um, It's portrayed as a symbol of the divine or supernatural presence. It emphasises the extraordinary nature of the depicted figure to convey their elevated spiritual status. You will note it doesn't mention witchcraft. (laughs) And also it's a symbol of imperfection or mortality. By deviating from the norm, the additional fingers or toes can serve as a reminder of the human condition, condition and the inherent limitations that humans possess. Polydactyly is also an important symbol in some religions. In Hinduism, certain deities are depicted with multiple arms, and in some cases they may have extra fingers or hands. For instance, the goddess Durga is often depicted with multiple arms and each hand has more than five fingers. This portrayal symbolises her divine power, ability to accomplish multiple tasks, and her all-encompassing nature. In certain Buddhist traditions, deities known as yidams or meditational deities are depicted with extra fingers or multiple arms. These these representations are intended to convey the deity's transcendence beyond conventional physical limitations and their ability to manifest numerous qualities and compassionate actions simultaneously. These examples highlight how the inclusion of extra digits in religious icons can serve symbolic purposes, representing divine qualities, transcendence, or the ability to perform extraordinary feats beyond human limitations. So if you have an extra digit, I hope you're feeling pretty darn special. Recognising and appreciating these physical differences, including polydactyly, helps foster an environment where individuals with unique characteristics feel valued and accepted for who they are. But each case is unique and the choice to keep or remove an extra digit is yours to make for your own reasons. There is absolutely no judgment here. Uh, I recently found out that my lovely friend had her extra thumb removed as a baby and I'm about to share our interview. And while Monica has had no adverse effects with her thumb removal, it's important to get all the facts from a professional before making these decisions for yourself or your child. Our opinions are our own and are not to be taken as medical advice. Also, please excuse my communication in this interview. I did the interview on a Saturday when I take medication for a brain tumour. One of my tumours is a rare mutation, which I'm actually going to do uh, an episode in season two. I'm killing it over here with my mutations, but I think I'll only focus on one of my mutations per season. But I develop a stutter and I can't think of words. I considered redoing it, but this is just a reality of life with one of my mutations, so it stays. I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to Monica to the Mutation Station. You're actually my first guest and I'm pretty excited about it. So thank you so much for your time. 
Oh, I'm glad to be. Thanks for inviting me. No, it's my pleasure. Um, now, just for listeners, Monica and I actually know each other. I only found out the other day that she is a polydactyly. Um, she's had her digit removed, um, but I was so excited when I found that out and I was immediately drawn to the little magic spot where the digit was removed and I grabbed a hand and I was just like rubbing it because I was just so um, in awe of it. And, and, you know, welcome to the Mutant Club, Mon. Yeah, I didn't know that this is a thing, but I'm glad I found somewhere I belong. Exactly. Um, Are you okay with my calling you a mutant? Because I use the term mutant as a term of empowerment um, and only positive things. But, um, you know, I can understand why some people would be like, don't call me a mutant. Are you okay with that? (laughs) No. Oh, it's so fine. It's Right, it's fine. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, let's get let's get into it. You did mention that you know your um, your extra thumb was surgically removed when you were a baby, but when did you first become aware that you had an extra thumb and that it was removed? You know, funnily enough, I was thinking about it, and I don't even think I can pinpoint a specific time. I think it wasn't something that was ever kept secret or hidden in my family. Um, it was probably just really the first time I became aware of the scarring on my hand and I probably just asked it at some point. Um, but I think it's just always something I, I knew. It was yeah. never hidden yeah. if I had questions. My, no one in my family were, you know, like they were always quick to answer and, and tell me what it was and, and what had happened. So, yeah, I just always knew, really. It was never a secret. Yeah, no, that's good, actually, because it shouldn't be a secret. Um, you know, yeah. you, you will question a little scar on your on your hand. And now the next question is, is no judgment at all, um, because particularly when, when you had your thumb surgically removed, removed it was the, the, the era, it was the recommended thing at the time. Um, but in this era of consent, there are a few parents that speak online about whether they wait until the child is old enough or they've actually had the, the digit removed and now they're questioning whether they should have and or perhaps should have waited until the child was old enough to to speak so what what do you think in this age of consent in regards to a child's right about extra digits toes or or fingers whether you know parents should wait and see what happens or in the age of bullying particularly online bullying whether it was a good thing to have it removed and and that this is purely monica's opinion there's no judgment on anyone. Each each case is completely different and you do you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I want to preface that by saying, you know, being a parent is hard enough. There are so many decisions you have to make. And I think at the end of the day, it's really individual in how you choose to make that decision um, to how you think is the best decision to make for you and your child. Um, you know, I was thinking about this quite a bit and I, I am certainly one of those people that think there are things that you should wait with children to get their consent. Um, but this is a tough one because I think, like you mentioned, you know, bullying is such a huge thing. And for children as well, when they're growing up, you're already trying to navigate this scary world and you really want to feel like you belong. And I think having something that is so pointedly obvious um, that is different and that makes you different can be quite a hard thing to wrap your head around. Um, I don't know any differently. You know, I had it removed when I was about six months old as a baby. Um, so pretty much as much as I have been able to consciously think of the world or have thoughts, um, it's never been there. So I don't know what my life would have been like had they not have removed it or had they have waited. Um, and I think 
part of me is glad that that was the decision that was made. Um, again, just looking back on potentially some of the difficulties I might have faced growing up had they not have removed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't feel that loss at all today, uh, again, because there was no negative side effects or issues from the removal. You know, my hands developed normally, which was one of the things that they tell you about that could potentially go wrong. You know, you could have some dexterity issues. Sometimes your hands might not grasp things in the correct ways after surgeries, but I had none of that. Uh, And so I think because it went so well, I now sitting here at the age of, you know, 24 years old can say I'm completely fine with the decision. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. My my opinion might have changed had there have been some negative side effects. Yeah, So I don't know. I can't really answer that in hindsight. But for me now as a 24-year-old, Looking back, I'm, I don't regret the decision my, my family made for me at all. I do regret that they never took photos, I will say. Oh, so I you don't have any photos. Them. That was I was going to ask no. that. Oh, no, okay. I tried, I, first thing I asked was, like, was there any photos? Uh, and they all just said, no, they always made an effort to, to either cover my hand with their hands or put clothing on top of it to cover it. So there was still that element of, you know, we don't want her to be seen as different. And mm-hmm. there, was, there was that secrecy in terms of, like, sharing it with public and what Mm -hmm. people can see um and so I think implicitly there was that oh you shouldn't really talk about it like you don't want to you don't want to mention that you're different in any way um but yeah no photos sadly I would have loved to have seen photos absolutely yes (laughs) (laughs) it totally would have intrigued me as well do you know if it was a hard decision for your family like did they you know speak to the doctor lots did they you know go back and forth or was it just an easy thing of like no we're we're removing this for her and just taking that out of the equation I think from speaking because I called my mum yesterday to ask her about all of this and from what I got from her I think it was a fairly easy decision for them mm-hmm. um you know obviously they still had to make those choices around learning what the possible side effects could have been um you know weighing up the pros and cons but I think from the get-go they were pretty like yeah we're going to remove it um mm-hmm. and there was no question around that really it was just a matter of when and how long and how yeah yeah now um having done research on polydactyly um just for this this episode uh you and i spoke Mm -hmm. about how the brain will actually still send messages to those those nerve endings at the point of amputation and people do Mm -hmm. feel like a ghost digit or you know even with full amputation they have a ghost limb um do you feel do you feel that do you feel that something's missing there do you feel uh you know you mentioned it was hypersensitive um and do you think that's the the brain still sending messages after all these years that it still remembers that there should be a digit there yeah interestingly you know i had never thought of it until you had mentioned it to me um because i would automatically say no because i've never um, yeah, I've never had that sense that there should be something there. You know, my hand was just my hand. Like, I didn't um, think that there should be, there was anything missing or anything like that. But funnily enough, um, I tried out this little experiment of my own where I just started rubbing my hand along the scarring. Um, and I tried it in the same location on the other hand. And I did realize that there was slightly more sensitivity where the scarring was versus my other hand, which didn't have that, um, which I thought was really interesting. But yeah, in terms of kind of day-to-day, not really. I don't really notice any difference at yeah. all. But, yeah, a little bit of sensitivity there. 
And so um, I know this happened ages ago, um, but have you noticed any long-term effects? Like I know you did mention that at the age of 18, you were supposed to um, get that area, the, the bone of that area shaved, because again, the brain can actually uh, create calcite bone growth at that point um, in, in an effort of trying to sort of um, not, not regrow a digit, but to, in, in an effort to try and um, make up for that, that loss. And so you can have a bit of um, calcite growth in that area. Um, you were supposed to get that shaved. Um, I know that you didn't. Um, so you don't, you don't feel like there's any growth or anything there or? No, well, funnily enough, uh, I can definitely feel a little bit of a bump in that area. So it has obviously grown a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but really just came down to cosmetics at the end of the day. You know, my, I was speaking to my mom about it and she actually had asked me, I think it was when I was 16 or 17, if I wanted to go back and do this second surgery. And the idea was that they were going to shave it down and they were going to fix up the scarring so that it would be completely unnoticeable. Um, and... I mean, already the scarring is not hugely noticeable anyway. Some people, if they're really close to my hand, can see it. Um, But it was purely cosmetic. And she said to me, is it bothering you at all? Do you want to go and do the second surgery? And I think at that point I just said, no, it doesn't really matter. I don't really care. Um, And I just opted to not do the second surgery. Uh, And I know, fully know that, you know, if I change my mind later down the track, I can always go and do that. Um, But knowing that it was purely cosmetic and that really didn't have anything to do with my function or, or fixing my hands or anything like that. I just opted not to do it. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, if you, yeah, if you hadn't mentioned it, I would never have known. You would never have even seen the scar or anything yeah. like that. So yeah. So yeah. you have no long-term effects or anything from, from the, yeah. the removal of the digit. Um, do you know if the polydactyly was hereditary? I have asked mm-hmm. uh, and everyone around me has said, that they don't know anyone else in the family who has had uh, an extra digit. So I can only infer that at least within my immediate family, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe further down the line, perhaps there was someone. Um, but as far as I know, no. no. No one, at least not in terms of, you know, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, no one else in my family uh, has it. Yeah. Um, and so have, are there any positive or unique aspects of the experience? And I, I did mention to you, like, I have a toe bunion and it's not an extra digit, but if I wear high heels for a long time, it can actually look like an yeah. extra digit, but it has the most amazing ability of being able to forecast rain. And so I don't know if that's my superhero, um, you know, ability coming out, like that will actually be my, my um, you know, superhero amazingness might I'll be able to forecast rain and not cry when I cut onions um do you have anything like that do you do you have any sort of arthritic pain uh when the barometer pressure um you know drops do you do you feel it do you have anything that you know has has Um, has has been impacted by it I can't say I have Uh, I wish it gave me the ability to not cry with onions uh, (laughs) because onions is my kryptonite well Um, you know what like I'm when when the earth when the earth is you know invaded by uh, onion people I'm there front and center because you can like chuck whatever (laughs) onion rings you want any vapor yep I'm there I'm I'm there being able to like you know with my laser eye take them out I know who to have on my team. Exactly. I will be useless if that ever happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, honestly, and I think that, again, goes back to the fact that really I've had no – it's had no effect on my life, mm-hmm. um, at least that I've paid attention to. Um, 
no extra, you know, mutant skills that I know of anyway. Um, yeah, I think I've just always lived ordinarily yeah well you you, you'll certainly have an impact now by um helping other people either make that decision uh to remove or not remove and just opening up the discussion about polydactyly anyway um so here's your impact now um i just have one more question for you as a fellow mutant if you and i were to fight who would uh win (laughs) Uh, well, considering you've got extra skills, probably you, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, well. I'm lacking a limb, so. Well, I'm just going to say that was a trick question because you and I would be on the same side, but interesting to know that oh, you would want true. to fight me. <laughs> And I stopped the interview there because I completely lost control after that and it went off the rails. Um, But thank you to Mon and I hope you enjoyed listening to her journey. And in fact, if you have extra digits and you've kept them, I would love to know your story. So if you wanted to reach out or I'm more than happy to interview, I did try and find somebody to interview who has kept their digits. Um, But even if you just wanted to write in and I'm happy to speak, speak about it on your behalf, I would love to know your journey. So embracing polydactyly is about promoting acceptance and understanding rather than singling out individuals solely based on their physical traits. Embracing diversity extends beyond physical characteristics and encompasses a wide range of human differences and experiences. It's about promoting a more inclusive and accepting society that celebrates diversity, challenges the conventional standards of physical appearance and encourages a shift in societal beauty standards. And it's about inspiring uniqueness and creativity. It's about you. You are perfectly imperfect and mutant.